0: Today, a man attempts to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Turns out uh, Matthew McConaughey is a giant liar. And the White House says, don't believe your lion eyes. The economy is doing great. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy hump day. I've got uh, the regular Wednesday. Well, he wasn't regular for a while. He was gone. He's COVID back jail, now. baby. Yeah, he finally, finally, he finally got it. And you know what? Jason Butcherell, by the way, chief researcher of the Glenbeck Beck program. You know what? We almost lost him.
1: <laughs> it was close. We almost lost
0: him. It was a it was close so call. Close. It was a close call, but we got him.
1: I actually wrote last Wednesday's show. When I had a 100 degree temperature, and I was like, this is, this is either gonna turn out really great or super psychedelic wow, bad. I that's don't know. dedication. Yeah, that, that is
0: de- really, I, why? Why are you so dedicated to us?
1: I don't, you know, the, the bigger question is how the heck did I get this now or then? Yeah. That makes no sense. I all but walked naked through the hospital because I wanted to get COVID so I get over with in the very beginning. <laughs> And I never got it. Yeah. Never social distance. Never put a mask on. Nothing. Right. Right. But now.
0: Now you got it. I oh, don't know. Well. Well, I don't well. know. Well, we're glad that it was a close one. We're glad that you're with win. us, Jason. Uh, we also have back in the building. We have political commentator and uh, five-time Billboard charting musician Chandler Crump. It's always a pleasure to have you back with us, Chandler. So
2: happy to be back. I think I might finally catch COVID once again. <laughs> I'm so excited to do it. I got the young jeans, so it's just gonna get in and out. just Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Five time. Yes. And you're how old? I'm 17. I, I wasted my life. I, I did nothing. <laughs>
1: Jeez, did, man. You're,
0: you're going you're gonna to listen to him talk, and you're going to be like, well, I'm really stupid. <laughs> that's typically how younger we feel this table, I, you know, know, I know. I know. I <laughs> know. I'm like, well, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, let's get into the, uh, the headlines of the day here. So, uh, a man with a weapon was detained by police early Wednesday morning. There were some conflicting reports. First, there were a couple places that said Tuesday. Some said Wednesday. Uh, We believe it was this morning, this was near uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's Maryland home after uh, this man was making threats against the Supreme Court Justice. This is according to both federal and local officials. Uh, This man was described as being from California, I'm shocked that someone crazy would come from California in his mid-20s, and he was taken into custody by police after telling officers he wanted to kill the justice, uh, and he apparently did not make it onto Kavanaugh's property. He was found a couple streets away, um, but he was stopped. The police were tipped off. He was stopped, and uh, he was found to be carrying a gun, a knife, and burglary tools. So, um, look, this is uh, people who are familiar with the investigation. They're speaking uh, on anonymity, but they did say that the man uh, allegedly was angry about the leaked draft of an opinion by the Supreme Court, signaling, of course, that the court is poised to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, I want to I get you guys, I want to get your thoughts on this, but I, I would just, would like to just play, just to give some historical context. Uh, what Senator Chuck Chuck Schumer Schumer. said, because he I guess he did, I wanna say predict, but I also wanna say uh, encourage maybe, invite something like this to occur last year when the Supreme Court had just taken up the case and he gave this, I would say, threat to both Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, watch.
1: And they're taking away fundamental rights. I wanna tell you, Gorsuch, I wanna tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions.
0: Sounds pretty threatening to me. Um, guys, I did, I want to let you know, I did reach out to Chuck Schumer's office. Uh, I, I invited him to be on the show. I also said if he could not uh, be on the show, I said I was hoping to get Senator Schumer on my show today via Skype to discuss the comments he made towards the SCOTUS justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh last year threatening them. I told them what time we taped and I said I can accommodate any time within that hour. If the senator cannot make it, we are requesting a comment from your office on whether he believes that his comments telling these justices that they will, quote, pay the price and that they won't know what hit them contributed to an attempted assassination of Justice Kavanaugh. I look forward to your response. Shockingly enough, I did not hear back.
2: Shopping. I just want to know, when are we going to start the June 8th committee or whatever day that mm. this happened? Because mm-hmm. this is, this is in, it literally falls right within the same exact clarifications and same exact uh, rules that the January 6th committee falls under, you know, attempting to obstruct the operations of the government. Sure, it's not at a government building, but it's at a, it's a very important piece of the government's home yeah. in Justice Kavanaugh. When are we going to start doing this, especially considering we literally have the exact same comparison in Chuck Schumer talking about it as we did have Trump. And in fact, Trump said less. He said, we're going to peacefully assemble at the Capitol and protest. And there were supposed to be speakers and things of that nature. Nothing crazy like what had happened. Meanwhile, Chuck Schumer is like, you don't know the whirlwind you've uncovered. You won't know what hits you. And he probably Mm -hmm. wanted to say more, but he was like, maybe I should shut up just a little bit. But it's very rare that a Democrat will actually shut up, especially one from California who appears to be (laughs) approaching somebody's home for abortion rights because they're so very upset using what many would call an assault weapon. Yeah. I don't don't understand. It's like two tiers. It's like, these people are allowed to have assault weapons, but if these people do, well, then it's a problem.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because they keep calling to disarm us um, and it's like, Oh, I guess they're comfortable with that because they know that all the criminals are actually on their side. So all of the criminals who might go and commit these crimes with whatever weapon they choose would be committing them in the name of the Democrat Party. So they're not really worried about it. They're like, we can disarm everyone because we know the criminals all vote for us anyway.
1: Yeah, that, that was in his statement, right? That that was one of the things that he was against from in, um, t- directly towards the Supreme Court is um, gun violence. You mm. know, and but he brought a gun. To go kill a, it made no sense.
0: Well, it was, worth, it, it was worth it, right? For all for all of the babies that he was going to be. Sa- oh wait. Oh yeah! Right, not going to be saving right. babies.
1: This is typical. This is, this is how leftism works, right? This is how they get stuff done. It's top down, which is the government. But it doesn't work without the bottom ups. So they have to have the people that are so outraged, you know, the, the things that, you know, whatever they should be outraged about, that they're going to go and be their foot soldiers out in the street. That's why you have people like, you know, Maxine Waters, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, follow these people to their homes, mm-hmm. you know, follow them to their restaurants, whatever. Um, th- th- this is the type of stuff that they endorse. This is why, OK, I'm not condoning what eventually happened on January 6th. With the breaking and all that stuff and going in. Um, but this is what scared them, I think, the most about January 6th, because they're like, oh, crap, this is exactly how we get stuff done. And they know this. This is why when Jen Psaki was asked very specifically yeah. to go on the record and say, does the president support them?" Uh, these protesters going to the justices' homes, she would not answer it until finally she said, oh, um, you know, th- there's a lot of drama. We understand that. And as long as it's peaceful, yes, we, we-, we do. She actually said, yes, we do think it should be out-, out there protesting in front of their homes. Yeah. Oh, really? Do you want to walk that back now? Right. I mean, you, you mentioned that. I was reading through that after. Uh, affidavit earlier today burglary tools i mean he planned yes. he planned a plan for this yes. burglary tools which included shoes which had uh soft soles on them that he actually attached for stealth i'm assuming, allegedly so he could go walking through this house and not be heard this could have been very bad yeah I mean, very I mean,
0: bad i mean th- and and let's play that yeah. out to uh the end which the this man who was attempting to do it actually planned to carry it through right so the end of this would be that he kills Brett Kavanaugh and then I Joe Biden gets to elect a new Supreme Court uh, or nominate a new Supreme Court justice
2: and, and everything they need to save the religion of death. Right. I'm sure this guy considered himself something like a martyr to it, willing to put down his life to take away someone else's life to give the president more power, because if they can't get away you know, with enough political capital to, uh, let's say, pack the court as much as they say they want to, well, then they just kill it and elect a or nominate a brand new court that they can control.
0: Yeah, I mean it is really scary to see the lengths that they will go uh, in order to achieve their political agendas.
2: And, and
1: and the scary part is they don't even know what they're fighting for. No. They they they're self-declared, you know, foot soldiers in this movement, but they don't even know what they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Like with if this happens, this guy came from California. What's changing for this guy in California? Right. This is not like everywhere in the country, if this goes through, all abortion is illegal. That's not even what what it's ruling on. So
0: to that point, then, how complicit is the media in driving people to be (laughs) so rageful? and?
1: Absolutely complicit.
0: Because that is the message that they're delivering to the the general public who's actually watching their trash uh, programs.
1: Yeah. I I, I saw a story was that the other day that uh, CNN was looking into, you know, you know, rebranding a little bit. And did you guys see this? And, and being more yeah. of a, you know, how they can cover mo- things more moderately. Mm. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, you're looking into doing that. You're admitting the fact that you're extremely biased while pretending CNN is a lot worse than MSNBC. Absolutely yeah. worse than MSNBC mm-hmm. because they're projecting
2: themselves as the ones that are like not biased. They're just giving, you know, the and news constantly story. Yeah, with reliable on Fox sources. News. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're suffering after the absolute collapse of CNN Plus and they're doing anything they can to recover at this point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, look. Look, what I want to know, what I want to see, because I I made a prediction, and I I would would not like to believe that it's true, but also would like, obviously, I'd like to be right, because everyone does. (laughs) But what I said was, I bet... That this man, whoever he is, that this man will be treated by the justice system far better than any of the people who are still in solitary confinement still. Uh, because of what happened on January 6th. And these are people who didn't commit any crimes or people who, like, went and smoked a joint, uh, you know, in in a congressman's office. You know, it's like minor stuff. They weren't violent. They didn't, you know, uh, assault anyone. They didn't uh, uh, do really break any violent laws or anything like that. They were literally wandering around in the Capitol and now they've been in solitary confinement for this long. I'd love to see how this man gets treated in comparison to all of those people.
2: Yeah, I I think the comparison, if anybody ever makes it, will show you how clear this two-tiered system really is to see how they treat one person who does one thing and one person who does another thing. This guy didn't even get the chance to hurt anybody, but we know that's what he planned to do. We can read out the intents, yet he will probably get basically nothing. Meanwhile, the people who were inside of the Capitol did next to nothing, actually nothing. Some people who were literally just on the steps, who tweeted out videos saying, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're taking the Capitol, things of that nature, are still sitting in solitary confinement, singing the national anthem every evening at 9pm so that they don't Get the urge to end their own lives because they feel like they have nothing left to live for
1: they're, they're political prisoners they're yeah. straight up they're political prisoners i mean it's been they've been many of them have been in prison over a year mm-hmm. much of that in solitary confinement yeah. being denied certain services to you know like communications with their lawyers mm-hmm. i mean it's absolutely insane and i think the judge that's handling a lot of these cases is doing it absolutely deliberately mm-hmm. we were talking to one lawyer uh for one of the um uh, the, the people that were at January 6th. I think he was a proud boy. And, um, <clears throat> they asked him, based off of uh, you know, all the evidence, to uh, give, why, don't, why don't you give him bail, let him wait for his trial. Also, we're not getting evidence. It's not being turned over to us. That's another thing. Um, it took the judge five months just to even reply to them. And, after the, and then he denied it. He's like, no, nah, nah, we're keeping him in jail. Makes absolutely no sense. And the counter to that speaks, you know, to your point on how mm-hmm. they're going to treat this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, those two uh, radicals that were handing out Molotov cocktails, those uh, law professors, you know, during the George Floyd ri- riots, mm-hmm. um, who actually firebombed a cop car. Uh, they were supposed to go down on terrorism charges. Now Biden's Justice Department is saying, well, now nah, let's let's skip that out and get him out early absolutely unbelievable two tier justice system absolutely
0: yeah Yeah, it's really disgusting. Um, All right, let's go ahead and let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Healthy Cell. So a lot of you out there are probably taking, you're taking a lot of vitamins, supplements, things of that nature, uh, but what you don't realize is that there's like more than 240 million of you who are taking your supplements daily in pill form, but you're not getting the promised results because you don't absorb the nutrients properly when it's in pill form. There's a new type of dietary supplement that will absorb into your body far better. It is called Healthy Cell. I take Healthy Soul. Every single day. I love it. It tastes great. And it also has 165% more absorption than pills. It uses a new technology called Microgel to deliver maximum absorption. By the way, you guys might not realize this, but these old-fashioned tablets and capsules and everything, they contain a bunch of like synthetic binding glues and fillers and coatings that really can irritate the lining of your stomach as well. Uh, Healthy Cells Microgel has a bunch of gut-healthy ingredients like soluble fiber, citrus pectin, acacia gum, and water. By the way, it doesn't contain artificial sweeteners, flavorings, colorings and it's gluten-free and vegetarian. You got to visit healthycell.com. They've got a bunch of different ones they've got a daily multivitamin, they've got one that's for sleep, they've got one that's for immune boosting, they've got a focus one and all of it is delicious. You will love it and you will know that you are getting your actual uh, the, va- the daily values, percentages of your supplements that you intend to get. It is healthycell, healthy cell use code news for 20% off that is healthycell.com promo code news. Yesterday, as we discussed on the program, Matthew McConaughey gave a uh, White House press briefing, which at the time I'm like, why the hell is Matthew McConaughey at the White House giving a press briefing? Well, it turns out he is from Uvalde and decided to I guess he's like trying to to test the waters to see if he wants to be in politics. Um, Word of advice to Matthew don't do it, you're not actually good at it because you think you're an actor. So he went on about gun violence and what happened in Uvalde, and uh, he showed his wife Camilla, he said, was holding a a, a pair of green Converse shoes that belonged to one of the victims. Um, And I, I don't want to just quote him, I want to play for you exactly what he said in his own words indicating that those were the exact same shoes that this victim wore, watch.
1: Maite wore green high top converse with a heart she had hand drawn on the right toe because they represented her love of nature. Camilla's got these shoes. Can you show these shoes please? I wore these every day. Green converse. Pretty big. A heart for a little on the right toe. Mm. Pretty pretty big. These pretty, are the same green converse new, too. on her feet. Uh, that turned out to be the only clear evidence it. that could identify her after the shooting. About
0: that. Really bad acting. Uh, so again, you heard it from him. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. That is exactly what he said. Uh, they made a big production out of it and uh, used this girl's death for political gain, which is disgusting. And then of course, uh, pictures surfaced of Maite Rodriguez and her, uh, her actual shoes. So if we could go to the, yeah, so those are her shoes, which are obviously not the same color green and um, very dirty as kids' shoes tend to be. Um, So kind of gross, I would say. Also, Camilla was seen wearing the shoes that they then used as the political prop. Oh, my gosh. Um, I would say that's very disrespectful. Like, if I'm the parents, I don't appreciate you guys using these props and pretending like they were my child's and then wearing them at the end of all of it. Um, But what can we expect from these jerks from Hollywood? I almost, I almost did it, but we have Chandler.
2: Yeah, (laughs) there's only two directions you can look at this for the Hayes. and if I were their publicist, I'd be very upset about both of these possibilities because they are both terrible. Let's say, one, you actually did use your Hollywood power and sway and get a hold of this poor little girl's shoes to parade them around and walk around in them. One, that's disgusting. Two, did I mention that's disgusting? And three, yes, it is indeed disgusting to to even the possibility of them actually having the real thing that's a bad possibility right there. Number two is what actually happened. They got a fake and then they got somebody to draw a little heart on them, which is a little less disgusting, the fact that she was wearing them, but more that they are using this little girl's life and legacy to lie for their political purposes. Mm -hmm. I think already the fact that they're talking about it and pushing their whole Second Amendment infringement idea, which is building off of what Matthew McConaughey said in 2018 at the March for Our Lives when he talked about how we need to take all assault weapons and ban them, um, and even those that use their weapons for recreational purposes, as he referred to as quote-unquote recreational and responsible gun owners, you need to lay them down too, it's really building on this terrible idea that these people are always pushing after each and every one of these massacres, which unfortunately after this, because of the major media coverage and the lack of any change that we've had to do, uh, more mass shootings are happening, and it's only a matter of time before other Hollywood stars start getting involved, and I'm not going to name any names, but I think we already have a good idea of who's going to come next. In fact, I think it'll become such a big trend that even Greta Thunberg will come Come from behind her, her paper straw, uh, tree hugging nature to start talking about gun control because David Hogg is making too much money off his failed pillow company. How dare you!
0: How dare, How dare, you. dare you! How dare you! <laughs> um, I, you know, I completely agree with you. Um, I also just, I'm sorry, I have to point out every time <clears throat> we talk about these Hollywood idiots that they're all—they all have private security, like they—they they are all protected by people with freaking guns. They just don't want you to have them. Just remember that.
1: Yeah. I don't have how do I put this? I you know that I was in this I was in the Hollywood industry yes. before I got into this industry. Yes,
0: and I always tell Jason <clears throat> he needs to write a tell all book <laughs> that is only available after his death that we can all read because there's so much that he's not allowed to say.
2: Yes. Dress and only available on Blaze TV. Yes.
0: <laughs> and in fact, exclusive for my show because it was my idea.
2: So without naming names.
1: 99% of them are all full of crap. And that's one of the biggest issues I have with a lot of Hollywood stars that voice that. I don't have a problem with them voicing their opinion when it's not in a forum like this. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a small amount that are very genuine. And I know, uh, like we have Matthew Marsden on here, very mm-hmm. genuine guy, mm-hmm. truly believes what he believes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I respect him for it. Um, there's very few of them that actually really believe what they're talking about. So you'll see him. I, okay, I don't, I'm not going to use him as an example because I don't know him. But there's others that will go out, and I've seen make very public statements. Um, uh, you know, kind of like the the more you know type. Uh, you know, public announcement, and everything they're saying. I've heard them say the exact opposite in private. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't believe it. Not even for a second. They're just doing it because they feel like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a pro, it's propaganda. Now this right here is the. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect example of how much propaganda it is when uh, an administration like the Biden administration, even the Trump administration, brings in Hollywood actors yeah. to come in and make public statements. Yeah. Why are you doing it? It's propaganda. And I don't care who it is. It, Kim Kardashian and Kanye. Yeah. Same, same exact thing. It's propaganda. And you showed exactly what it, this is really all about when you
2: lied about these shoes. Mm-hmm. That The shoes are propaganda. Yeah. Your entire presence at the White House is propaganda. But Jason, I think, I think it's really important to outline the differences even when you're bringing an artist or a, a popular person in for propaganda purposes, which is what it is. There's no problem with that. Propaganda isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Now, let's look at it like this. The Trump administration, you mentioned Kanye and Kim Kardashian. and They brought Kanye and Kim in to talk about clemency for Alice Johnson, who was a black woman who was thrown in prison for decades upon decades for a nonviolent drug offense they actually got something done. Now let's look at with the Biden administration. They brought in BTS for AAPI <laughs> month. I don't know what that is. Apparently it's Asian American Pacific Islander yeah. month or something like that. They're giving a month to every single group. And you know what, that's great and dandy, but I think we have a lot more things we could be taking care of. Like for instance, at the same time they were talking about AAPI month, the gas prices were getting insane. Yeah. And now they're bringing Matthew McConaughey for death. this gun thing. It's not, it, it's not actually benefiting anybody. It's just benefiting their own political agenda.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you, it's you, terrible. You can, as an administration, in my in my opinion, you can bring in a Hollywood actor to bring in something that they know about, like bring in Con- bring bring in Kanye to talk about, I don't know, record sales or <laughs> pirate issues. Being bring, crazy. Bring in Kim Kardashian to talk about booty augmentation I don't know <laughs> stuff like that but Matthew McConaughey on guns yeah
0: no yeah well especially when it's like I saw a meme going around of all of the different movies that he's been in where he's firing all of these guns in the movie so it's like oh it's fine for you to make money off yeah. of Always. all of this you know Always. gun violent culture yeah. mm-hmm. but you want to take it away from everyone else uh, very interesting one what, last
2: go what ahead what we should ask him in what we should ask Matthew McConaughey in to talk about is his great friend Alec Baldwin let's see if he knows a good thing yeah. to about gun violence <laughs> yeah no put down the assault weapons and really save the children.
0: No kidding. Matthew
2: McConaughey, can you come in and talk to this administration about
1: playing the bongo drums nude in Austin, Texas? Because we'd love to hear, While you know, what she...
0: lots of weed. Yeah, That'd be great.
1: He's an expert on that. He we is an
0: expert on that. I, I. He probably is an expert on smelling bad, too, because every time I look at him, I'm like, he has to smell really bad. But so, but I to be serious for a second, I do want to point out one more thing that I find to just be so egregious and just, like, absolutely evil, which is that they dare have the audacity to talk about how the children couldn't be identified. Oh gosh. Well, do you think that was because the police gave the killer like an uninterrupted hour to just go to town on them and use them as target practice? Do you, like name me a gun in the world that wouldn't inflict that much damage in that amount of time that he had. He could have brought however many magazines he wanted. He could have brought whatever weapon he wanted. A handgun could do just as much damage in that amount of time. like, it's just so incredibly dishonest that they're blaming the weapon when this guy had unlimited time to do maximum damage.
2: Yeah, and we had we had all these different hints online. I mean, he posted the picture with the cats like way yes. before that happened. He was on hit lists, or watch lists, I should say. He made a hit list, literally. He was on Instagram and on other platforms talking and boasting to friends, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're learning more and more about him being in a Discord group conversation um, with actual FBI agents that literally did nothing about this. And we expect people to be like, oh yeah, it's obviously the guns that are the problem, not some crazy kid with cats still having the ability to get a gun somehow and posting in Discord conversations about I'm gonna do terrible things. And we're, we're looking at the guns? Yeah, it's like, oh,
0: uh, you guys think that the cops should be the only ones to have the guns? Well, they didn't do anything. You wanna take my guns away? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Last <clears throat> I, word,
1: Jason. I, I, I'm usually very, I, I usually don't comment about the actions of what the police actually did until all the information comes out. But I tell you what, I mean, and just the fact that the Uvalde police just stopped, yeah. you know, cooperating, w- cooperating? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you trying to hide? And from the, from the very get-go, all the stories kept changing. I mean, what are you, like, seriously, like? Even the, the, the chief of police, is it, it, it seemed like he didn't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know he knew what happened. Mm-hmm. So he's getting information, but just I'm just speculating. it's just not getting it all out. I mean, it's, it's very, very dirty.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, and I hope we find out eventually we get to the bottom of it, although I'm not holding my breath for that. Um, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Home Title Lock. So if you own a home or a property, look you don't want to become the victim of home title fraud. A cyber criminal can worm their way into your home's title and they can take out loan after loan using your home's equity. Uh, And then they can just vanish, leaving you to prove that you didn't commit fraud. You could be, by the way, a victim of home title fraud and you wouldn't know it for months because you don't have an agency that notifies you or asks you if you sold your home or added someone to the title. You're only going to find out when it's too late and the collection calls start for loans you never took out. Nobody knows how to help. More than Home Title Lock. You can go to HometitleLock.com, read all of the testimonials, and then here's what you need to do Register your home address to see if you are already a victim. When you protect your home, tell them I sent you for 30 days for free. That is HometitleLock.com, HometitleLock.com. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre insisted during a press conference yesterday that the United States economy is, quote, in a better place than it has been historically, end quote. Uh, let, let's go ahead and let, let's listen to this. So Fox News correspondent Peter Ducey, who is, by the way, the only person in that room that is giving any sort of hard questions to this administration. Uh, he was asking her about a recent poll from The Wall Street Journal that shows that 83% of Americans believe the economy is poor or not so good. And uh, here is what Miss Karine Jean-Pierre had to say about that watch.
1: What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration and other experts as well, is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation. Hmm. Interesting. Historically, you know, so like if you look at the state of the economy during the Revolutionary War, we are doing great. Way
0: better. It's amazing. During
1: the Civil War right? Amazing. Like, this is crazy. Let's have a party.
0: Right. Which is, I love that you bring that up because it's like they're literally comparing wartime to now (laughs) when we're talking about having food shortages and all of these other things. Uh, And by the way, apparently the uh, International Economic Organization, OECD, uh, they do not agree with the White House's assessment. They have just issued a new warning about soaring inflation and uh, famine. Which is always good when you live in 2022 and in the United States of America, which is, is supposed to be a superpower, and uh, you are talking about famine. That's always good. Uh, it is OECD. I can get you what that stands for, but um, but let me let's.
1: Well, that's a so, real mess because it echoes the World Bank. The World Bank. Just yes. said that- Yes. Well, a that's why it's years, like too.
0: literally everyone else is saying it, and yeah. the Biden administration is like, "Don't worry, there's nothing to see here. Don't believe your lion eyes. Yeah, you might feel it at the gas pump or the grocery store, or everywhere else you go." But But we're doing great, you guys. Uh, Let's listen to uh, the warning here, watch. The economic outlook is pretty bleak. The war in Ukraine is a human tragedy that has already destroyed and displaced far too many lives. As the war continues, it is pushing up inflation and slowing growth. South Africa? Russia's aggression comes with a price we're all paying. Disruptions have driven up food and energy prices which are putting a high burden on all of us, and especially the most vulnerable. The urgent priority for policymakers is to manage this price. So this is the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Uh, it's an intergovernmental economic organization with 38 member countries uh, founded in 1961 to stimulate economic progress oh. and world
2: trade. I'm thinking Corinne Jean-Pierre might actually be able to give Kamala Harris a run for her money by saying absolutely nothing with so many words. I mean, I think that that global inter inter-country or what was the word inter-
0: Yeah, it's um, international. Yeah, yeah, intergovernmental. Yeah,
2: intergovernmental. Every time I hear one of those phrases, I'm just like, oh, so World Economic Forum, United <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah. really doing a whole lot of nothing for us. Uh, they're really echoing the exact same sentiment that the Biden administration and every other sort of acceptable organization is saying, which is, it's the Putin price hike, mm-hmm. it's the word Ukraine. That's why you can't get bored baby formula. Don't don't ask us to explain it. Right. We can't do the math. We just know that's what's happening. Meanwhile, we know that barely any if at all any of these problems were present before January 20th, 2021, Mm -hmm. when Biden took office. He destroyed our gas situation, our energy independence, and has been doing so much to push forward inflation for America so heavily, so much more than we've seen in American history, that it is a domino effect on the rest of the world. There are three major main economies in the world, and that is the United States, Russia and China, with a few other countries kind of nearby. These countries are all struggling right now because of the moves of a presidency and a war. Those are two big things, but one of them just so happens to be striking so much harder than the other, and the other is what everybody's placing the blame on. It yeah. really kind of gives you a, a, an emblematic view. You can really apply it to other things, like, for instance, these assault weapon problems. They're like, oh, well, it's the right wing and these, these racists that want to use guns and kill people. Meanwhile, this is the guy coming to try and kill Brett Kavanaugh in his own home. I think we're really displacing uh, and projecting a problem onto something completely completely different when it's really one big issue that we could fix if we voted. We always well,
0: uh if we voted and our voted
2: our votes counted. you got to be careful, Sarah. You can't say that. <laughs> Listen, I, all I'm
0: saying is that the last election was, as we know, the safest and most secure election yes. uh, in the history of the country, which is why they chose to fortify it. Their yes. words, not mine. Yeah. Okay. Just,
2: just like these four vaccines are very safe for right. you and your children exactly. and your toddlers. Exactly. Yeah, your toddler's got its fourth vaccine, oh, right? Oh, fifth! Fifth! I just oh, want to be so ahead so of the curve. I just wanted to be ahead of the I'm curve.
1: So the GOP always uh, tweets out a graph uh, of inflation and just uh, overall economic strength every time they make these claims that everything's going great, or it was Putin's fault, or Ukraine, or whatever. But it shows that it was pretty much just flat for a while, inflation, and then it starts going up. Surprisingly, you know, in January mm. of that year, twenty oh. twenty, and then yeah, right. Mm. It's kind of weird. weird. What and happened? The, in all, I don't know. 2020? It's weird. I don't know. right? Huh. It just starts going up and up and up. And then sure, once the uh, once the war goes up, it kind of spikes even right. more. Right. But that's just a spike on the end of the already going up. Which spike. is
0: exactly what the which is exactly what the gas, <laughs> gas prices look
1: like. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I
0: don't know if that's what you, you said, inflation, but there's one with gas prices yeah. as well where it's yeah. like, it's showing that yeah, it was already going up.
1: Except remember that time what was a wrong call tweeted, there was like a three cent drop, yes. and they said, thanks Joe Biden, yes. and then later like the next
2: week it went like that. Oh, yeah, so well, and the 16 cents we saved last July 4th, aren't you guys still like yeah, oh, don't, yeah, your, don't your wallets yeah. feel just so much heavier? I did so a lot
0: with that 16 cents, oh, yeah. I gotta tell you. <laughs> yeah, but like you, they gave the context of like, it was like within like a two day time period, but then when you look at the full chart over several months or, or a year or whatever, you can see all
1: of this uh, upward trajectory. The fact, you know, what, the fact that she has, sorry, the fact that she has to lie about yeah. this and that they have to actually, so they're telling people just forget about your wallets and forget about how you feel right now. We're telling you everything's great. Mm-hmm. The fact that they have to lie shows you how in trouble they are mm-hmm. in the midterms and the next general. It shows how th- their base, so they could, they could just tell the truth and say, yeah, it sucks right now. They, they made this mistake when they said you're when Biden said you're going to feel some pain, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that was him going off script. You're not supposed Whoops. to say that. Yeah. Um, but you are going to. But his the base doesn't care, right? They want things to get bad so they can get off gas and they can get onto electric. They want it. They're so diehard the great in that transition. religion. They want it. Yeah. They're all about it. But the problem is most of them are either super rich which it's not really going to bother them that much at all. That They can go buy seven electric cars, mm-hmm. speed past those
2: gas stations like that That one stupid chick yeah, said. Yeah. that one senator from uh, Michigan, I believe. How elitist is that? Yeah, oh, yeah. it was the worst Gosh. thing. I covered it in my show yesterday. You know, it's even worse, though. Not only are they lying to you about w- what's happening, they're even lying to you about how you feel about it. Later yeah. on in that same press briefing, Corinne Jean-Pierre was saying, and Americans feel this is their best personal financial situation yeah, in, in yeah. a long time. And I'm like, what, what Americans are you polling? I asked uh, on my show. I was like, Oh, so you, you were polling uh, the 1% Biden voters that are like are in the 1% of the, the income uh, income pyramid. And they're like, yeah, I'm so happy. You know, this is the, as somebody said, it, the greatest transfer of wealth we've seen in American history. They polled um, a thousand people in Beverly Hills, dude. I don't know what you're talking thousand about. thousand Biden women. voters in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and even then, only what was it like 60 or 70% about, are, are happy about their personal financial situation. If you can't even get your curated group to be 100% What are how bad are you doing? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a great point. I also love that they uh, always use like the getting people back to work. Like, oh, (laughs) these are the highest job numbers. It's like, you literally shut everyone down. You, you can't brag about shutting everyone down and then letting everyone, allowing everyone to be able to go back to work and feed their families and be like, look what we did. Yes. We got many we people did back it, to Joe. work.
2: We yeah. built back better. Yeah. <laughs> we did it, Joe. And with the benefit of the passage of time and totally not the fact we destroyed the country in the last year, <laughs> we can see that we are so much better than the evil, racist Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, man, I miss that guy. Uh, all right, <laughs> yeah. we've got more to come. I miss come. the mean <laughs> tweets. Right? Oh, I miss the tweets so much. We've got more to come. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Manscaped, which is, look.
2: I'm just, uh, just going to cover my ears. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like,
0: ah, he's a minor. It's okay, though, because, look, men and women alike have asked for this, and the good folks at Manscaped just brought it back. It is the Ultra Smooth Package. So this is your new... T- <laughs> Wait, what are,
1: a, I, what are we talking about?
0: It's a package that you buy, not oh.
1: pack... Not the one you shave.
0: Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> this is your new favorite tool to uh, complement the lawnmower 4.0, so you can get that smooth, smooth shave finish you're looking for. Uh, it's going to help you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. And uh, look, it's time to get down right to the roots of the matter with a discount made just for you. If you go to manscaped.com, use code Sarah. That's S-A-R-A. There's no H. There's no reason for it. It's an unnecessary letter. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping with that promo code. Uh, and uh, look, they've got a crop exfoliator to soothe your skin, uh, a crop gel for shaving, and I'm, I'm just telling you, my husband uses this stuff and he loves it. You have to try it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Sarah, that's S-A-R-A, at manscaped.com. That is manscaped.com, promo code Sarah. <laughs> Joe Biden is using his executive powers to boost the domestic production of solar panels and their parts and will issue a 24-month tariff exemption on the imports of the products from several different countries. Um, They are using the Defense Production Act to accelerate manufacturing of solar panels in the United States as a way to strengthen the administration's efforts to shift the country toward clean energy. Uh, this is going to allow the Department of Energy to, quote, rapidly expand, and quote, U.S. manufacturing of solar panel parts, power grid infrastructure like transformers, heat pumps, building insulation uh, and other equipment such as that. So, um, I want to play for you guys, uh, his White House press secretary who, man, we played her earlier. She is just doing great work. Although I would not like to have her job. Because I've got to imagine that that is probably the hardest job in the world to defend a man who is half dead uh, on all of the things, the crazy things that he says. But uh, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre uh, struggling a little bit to explain what emergency Joe Biden was addressing with the solar panels and the Defense Production Act. Watch.
1: On the Defense Production Act that was announced uh, today, the president, what, what take a step back from that. What emergency is the president using to invoke the Defense Production Act? Because historically, it's been in the 1950s uh, for the, the Korean War. During COVID, it was enacted. What emergency is it, or what's the real emergency in the solar industry for the Defense Production Act? Um, so, let me, uh, I was going to say first, the president, you know, when he takes the Defense Production Act, is to make sure that he's delivering for the American people. Uh, it is an important tool that he has used a couple of times and it has been incredibly inf- effect- effective effective uh, so uh, for this particular clean energy defense uh, production act uh, he is invoking the defense production act to rapidly expand per,
0: uh, domestic production oh
2: she so good at this d- huh? I didn't
0: hear an answer yeah
2: I think I know what the emergency is there I think I, Chandler Crump, 17-year-old political commentator can give a better answer than the White House Press Secretary. The emergency is the dwindling approval ratings. That's the mm. emergency. They need to do something, anything to get out of this floundering mess, uh, this toilet bowl administration they're in. You can see the countless people that are now leaving the administration because they're like, oh, this is going nowhere, or are even jumping teams to Kamala's side just to wait it out and see when he croaks so they can get a new job. <laughs> um, so for all the, the people, specifically on the
1: left, but it's you see it on the left and right, who are just throw out the word fascist, just if it's somebody that they don't like, mm-hmm. um, even if it's just someone racist. Oh, he's a fascist. No, that doesn't mean fascist. Um, this is fascism. That's what this is. This is fascism. Fascism is when the, you know, the government says, hey, you can have the illusion of your business, but the state will tell you what to do with your business. Mm -hmm. That is fascism. And that's what this is. Um, I can see using this in times of great need, like World War Two or something like that. But that's it. I didn't agree with this with COVID. I I don't agree with it. I mean, I don't even know if I agree with this during the Korean War. Um, I agreed with it. You know, back when I was, you know, a commentator during World War II, I agreed with it. Um, but any other case now, you're just using this. You know, what? when uh, when when President Trump wanted to uh, declare national emergency to build the wall, I didn't agree with it then either, because we knew what the next stage was. Look at any one of their, uh, you know, pet projects, whether it's guns, whether it's climate, whatever, whatever. they're just licking their chops to say this is a national emergency. Now, use that word very specifically because that's the direction we're going in here. If you're, if you're invoking the Defense Production Act for solar panels, mm-hmm. for freaking solar panels, you know where this is going. So you're already uh, showing us that you're willing to be fascistic with this part of your agenda. A national climate health emergency is what we're looking at next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, hey, my tenfold hat is firmly in place right now. Um, The Biden administration tried to give more expedited uh, powers to the WHO. WHO, just just a few months ago, said that they're completely rebranding. They're looking for a new rebranding, and they want to focus specifically on climate health concerns. That's the direction we're going in, guys. They are going to say, eventually, it's going to be a big announcement. You know, Joe Biden's going to address the nation, and he's going to declare a national climate health emergency. Mm -hmm. That's going to give them insane powers to crack down on your businesses Hell, how you you know the, the money you spend in your bank account? They're going after all this stuff. Uh, that's the next step, and that's fully what I was expecting. When I saw this go through, yeah. I was like, "Here we go." That's it, f- think about it. They know they see their polling numbers. They know how badly they're doing right now. They have months before the uh, you know the election, uh, the, the the midterms. They're going to lose probably both both houses. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose both houses. They know this. Then they're like, "Oh crap! What can we get done?" Up until then, they're going to do it starting right now. And then they know that Biden, he, he, Biden's history. He's toast. He's gone. Yeah. There's a, a DeSantis or a Trump, you know, nameplate right there in the Oval Office waiting. Uh, they've got a small amount of time. They are backed into a corner. And that's the most dangerous time.
0: So... Do they have enough time to get all this stuff done? I, this is something that I, I frequently think about. It's like they're obviously trying to... They're, look, they're ruining the the oil and gas industry on purpose, right? They're driving the, the cost up on purpose so that they can say this is the reason why we need to switch to green energy. This is why you need a Tesla. Why aren't you buying an $80,000 Tesla? Um, and I keep going like, well, they don't have enough time, do they, to get all of this transitioned before their time is up? It just feels like... They wouldn't reasonably be able to do all that they're intending to do. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm sure soon they realize they're going to be dealing with a gridlocked government. They won't have the House. They more than likely won't have the Senate anymore. And it doesn't look like we're about to lose any Supreme Court justices any soon unless they suddenly decide to stop protecting uh, Kavanaugh and mm-hmm. Gorsuch, which, I mean, I'm not going to say is a possibility, but we don't know what's going to happen anymore. We don't know what to expect. So they're realizing that they aren't going to have the power to do whatever they want anymore. They're not, It's not unilateral rule. Mm-hmm. They aren't going to have both, basically both chambers anymore. So they're like well what can we do well let's start start you know setting the precedent for executive action flexing our muscles like you said with the uh, the uh, climate health uh, mumbo-jumbo that's definitely a possibility they were talking about uh, what was it racial equity health or something a few summers back and it's like dude what are you trying to do except push this culture forward to a point where you can do whatever you want the president can say whatever he wants and suddenly that's just what has to go
0: yeah Um,
1: Go ahead, last word. I was going
2: to say, watch the bureaucracy,
1: too, because I think a lot of it will go through executive action. He's going to get challenges on that, but watch what the bureaucracy does also uh, in in this direction. Uh, One of Biden's executive actions said that it was an all-of-government approach. So now you look at what is the SEC doing? What is the IRS doing? What are some of these other agencies or alphabet agencies, departments or whatever are doing? Um, The SEC just proposed rule changes uh, like a month or so ago on... um, uh mandating that companies public companies uh, d- d- um, disclose all their climate information. Yeah. So not only just th- their headquarters or whatever, their base of operations but the entire supply chain. Yeah. It'll cripple the global supply chain. Yeah. But these are the things they're doing under the under the road. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back.
0: Like, last word, Jason's like, uh, give me 5 minutes and then I'll" <laughs> Four women ran topless onto the court at a WNBA game Tuesday night, so we know no one was watching uh, to protest any attempt to overturn Roe v. Wade. This was uh, the game featured New York Liberty playing against the Minnesota Lynx, and they appeared to be linked to a group called Rise Up for Abortion Rights. They tweeted this out because uh, they got, uh, I guess they got kicked out. They said this was the audience we wanted. We aren't protesting to change the hearts and minds of women-hating fascists. We are calling on those who can stop the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, shut the country down, and. I got to tell you, those of you who are listening on podcasts, you do not want to see these women. But I can say with absolute certainty they probably don't have to worry about abortion rights
2: because no one is sleeping with them. I, I got to tell you, if that's what if if woman hating means I dislike whatever I just saw, <laughs> then count me right in. And if shutting the country down means shutting down whatever that is, then shut it down. I'm with it.
1: See, I usually go for protests like this. I know you I don't do. care what you're protesting you do. for. Yeah. Um, like, what was it, who, Emily Reck? Emily So yeah. She went to the Women's March, I think, nude, yeah, right? Yeah, at least Jason Tomber. was like, protest! Protest, baby! What do you think that? But that,
2: no, no, no. get re- Emily, Emily do that, <laughs> and then we'll we'll talk.
0: Uh, by the way, Chandler, we got like five seconds, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, Twitter,
2: at RealCCRUMP, YouTube and Rumble, at Chandler underscore Crumb. Perfect. Stream and subscribe to
1: more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.